Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Two of our broadcast, and boy, we've got some great responses over the text line from the segment that I shared previously before the news break. We're going to get to some of those texts in just a bit. As you know, we've got this storm. And the storm is named Ian. It's already created all kinds of havoc in the state of Florida, death and destruction. And now it is on the way to making landfall in South Carolina. And from there, it's likely to head inland to some extent and impact us here in the Carolinas with heavy rain. The concern about flooding, strong winds, all things that are certainly on our minds as we watch the path of Ian, here to provide some perspective on what is going on and updates on the path of the storm. My good friend, Richard Llewelling from the Weather Channel. Welcome back, sir. How are you? Good, sir. How are you? Doing very well. I want to jump right in uh, first off and find out where Ian is right now. Well, we just got the latest advisory in from the National Hurricane Center on Ian. And uh, right now it is located about 60 miles east-southeast of Charleston, and uh, 120 miles south-southwest of Cape Fear. It is moving north at 14, so it has picked up some forward speed as it's making its way uh, toward the South Carolina coast. And uh, the pressure has dropped down to 980 millibars. Normally, when you see the pressure drop, you would be thinking that uh, we have a strengthening hurricane on our hands, but it looks like uh, what we're seeing is the wind fields start to expand with this as it starts to encounter the South Carolina coast. So uh, we're going to be looking at uh, the winds are still at 85 miles per hour with this. And it uh, looks like uh, we are going to be watching uh, the uh, landfall here over the next couple of hours as uh, we uh, watch this uh, try to make a run uh, toward Merle's Inlet in Myrtle Beach here. Probably right in that stretch of the coast right there is where the center will come across here over the next couple of hours. And then the center will start to make its way on up through uh, uh, portions of South Carolina working on up toward Rockingham and then moving on into North Carolina. It will weaken as it makes its way inland as it starts to encounter the friction of the land. And uh, it looks like it will weaken pretty quickly down to a tropical storm and then a tropical depression as it makes its way into western North Carolina. Uh, looks like a west of Winston-Salem will see this weaken to a tropical depression and it will just become a remnant low as it moves up into southwest Virginia. Uh, late tonight into early tomorrow morning. So that's the, the the future track of the system. One of the things we've noticed, too, is over the last hour, the power outage numbers have really started to take off. Uh, we now have 32,000 
uh, 374 in South Carolina without power, and the numbers in North Carolina have gone up to nearly 10,000. So power outages are really starting to uh, increase, especially in coastal South Carolina with sporadic outages in the Midlands and across the Carolina Piedmont as we start to see the impacts of the storm start to work further and further on shore. Well, let's talk about uh, the timeline for this and what we can expect, not only here in the direct Charlotte area, but in the upstate of South Carolina. Uh, What are we looking at in terms of times and times of day and when this entire mess moves out of here? Well, a lot of us here in the Charlotte area are already dealing with uh, quite a bit of rain that's already falling here. And uh, we're going to continue to watch the rain fall here through the remainder of the day. We do have a flood watch that kicks in at noon today and runs until noon tomorrow. By noon tomorrow, this is going to be gone. It's going to be a distant memory for a lot of us here uh, as we will start to see uh, the rain start to taper off later tonight. But there still could be some residual runoff uh, from some of the uh, uh, leftover rains that we have uh, through the day today and through the nighttime hours tonight. Temperatures. They're not going to move very much uh, here as we move on through the rest of the day. We're going to stay here in the mid-50s in the Charlotte metro. Uh, Rainfall amounts expected to range anywhere from 1 to 2 inches here as we roll through the afternoon. And then as we roll into the nighttime hours tonight, we'll probably pick up an additional uh, inch to 2 inches of rain before everything starts to taper off early tomorrow morning. And it looks like by 7 a.m., a bulk of the bulk of the rain is done here in Charlotte, and we're just left with clouds through the remainder of the day. And then it looks like by uh, tomorrow evening, uh, we'll get the system far enough up into uh, western North Carolina and on up into uh, portions of southwest Virginia that we may start to see some peaks of sunshine late tomorrow afternoon. But uh, definitely more sunshine on the way for Sunday as uh, the system will start to uh, make its way on up into West Virginia and Virginia, then eventually moving on out of the picture as we will start to see our weather improve. How different is the picture for the upstate of South Carolina? It looks like a lesser rain chances over in the upstate uh, compared to what we're going to see in the Carolina Piedmont. Usually in a a landfalling tropical system, uh, the north and east side is where the bulk of the heaviest rains are going to be. So, you know, we're looking at if the storm track continues to hold on to that little bit more of an eastern jog that we were seeing, we were thinking it was going to be a little bit further down the coast, closer to Georgetown, but now it's looking like it's going to be up closer to Myrtle Beach. Uh, You know, even though this is going to swing on over toward the uh, north and west, uh, we're probably looking at uh, rainfall amounts in the one to two inch range for much of the upstate with the heavier amounts for the Carolina Piedmont, especially from Charlotte eastward where the uh, little bit better chances of rain are going to be closer to the track of the storm. So uh, lesser amounts of rain for the upstate. And once you get on over into Georgia, especially if you cross the line over in eastern Georgia, uh, you're going to run completely out of the rain. Weather will be improving as uh, uh, we will see uh, lots of, um, you know, it's, it's a real sharp cutoff from the precipitation shield from where it's raining and where it's not. So we're seeing the beginning of the end of Ian, and uh, certainly not the level of catastrophic damage that we saw down in the state of Florida. Uh, hopefully this thing clears out of here, and uh, we have a pretty decent weekend ahead is what it sounds like. Yeah, I think once we, uh, in the next 24 hours, we're definitely going to see a lot of rain here, you know, rainfall easily pushing three inches across, uh, you know, most areas. There could be some isolated pockets that see five or six, but... I think those are going to be uh, the exceptions rather than the rule. 
uh, you know, this system is going to quickly transition from a tropical system into an, an extratropical system, and then it's just going to be a remnant low that will linger across Virginia and eventually move on over into the Delmarva and on over into New Jersey, where the rains are going to continue to hang on there for the latter half of the weekend. But for us here in Charlotte and for most of the Carolinas, it uh, looks like weather will quickly be improving tomorrow morning as we get the bulk of the system out of here. The drier air wraps back in on the south side of the system, and uh, we will see some drier times ahead definitely tomorrow. And that's we look forward to just in time for the weekend. Uh, as usual, our good friend Richard Llewellyn from the Weather Channel. Thanks a lot for joining us on the broadcast this morning, sir. Thank you, sir. And one of the things we told you about in the uh, previous hour if you have air travel plans, check with your airline before you head to the airport. We told you about the cancellations. There have been a lot of cancellations. Keep in mind, I think there are, what, five, 550 flights a day out of Charlotte Douglas Airport. The last number we saw, 268 cancellations today by 930. 268 cancellations, so be sure to check before you go. You don't want to find out your flight's canceled when you get to the airport. Coming up, we have Faith Focus Friday. Also, some of your responses to what I shared about manhood and the challenge of relationships. Uh, really good text. I look forward to sharing with you, and I'll talk a little bit about my week very interesting uh, week, to say the least. That much more as we continue. Stay with us. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Some interesting things on the text line. I'm going to save these responses to the article I shared about men having fewer friends. I uh, posted this again. I want to remind you this is an assignment for you men. By the way, for you women, I've got an assignment for you. I want you to share this with your husbands or boyfriends, your brothers. Share it with the important men in your life. It's on the Facebook page for 106.3 WORD and News Talk 1110 WBT. I want you to share this 
with the men that are important to you. That's the assignment for the women. Very quick Faith Focus Friday from my good friend Steve Crosby. This is a pretty interesting post, and it's so Steve. Why don't you listen closely? Jesus became human, shared our experience, identified with us before he spoke to us. Before I say anything else and share anything more, uh, this was so profound the first time I heard Steve share this. He said the most important thing Jesus ever did was to identify with us before he ever opened his mouth. This is where so much of our so-called evangelism goes straight down the toilet. Because we don't have hearts of identification. And that's where it begins, in the heart. We first have to identify with people before we open our mouths. And many of us are so far away from identifying with people. But I will now be quiet and share Steve's words. He spoke to us, he died for us, and rose for us. Because he's our high priest, touched by what it means to be like us, he has right and authority to speak to us as one of us who has overcome. So many Christians, I want you to listen to this, folks. So many Christians want to lecture others without identifying with them or sharing in suffering with them. We're the priesthood. The one loaf, the living sacrifice given for the world. The unbelieving world is rightly fed up with and rejecting millennia's worth of moralistic scolding from people who do not look or act like the Lord they say they represent. Anyone can lecture another another person from the Bible. It is another thing to enter into another's pain and from within that pain share the gospel good news. For too many, sharing the gospel is like throwing a loaf of bread over the fence into the leper colony. We have what we think others need, but we don't want to get contaminated by them in the process. Such is not the gospel. Wow. I wish I could tell you stories just within the past few months of some of the people I've engaged who have, to say they have not been loved is an understatement by professing Christians, sadly, in their families. It begins with identification. And I know I've given a lot of assignments today. For those of you who say you are a child of God, a follower of Jesus, Ask him how you do at identification. Ask him. Do I do well identifying with someone's humanity? Whether I am like them, have the same sins, or whatever it is, or just forget all that. How do I do at identifying with someone's humanity? That's the beginning of any effective evangelism. It is. That's where it starts. I want to go to some of these texts that are really good. At least the ones that I saw. There may be others in here. (laughs) We start with reference to Ian approaching the Carolinas now. Thanks for the panic porn. 
Vince, people were already freaking out at the gas stations and grocery stores. By the way, it was pretty amazing. Just coming back from Myrtle Beach on Wednesday, I came back by car, and there was a long line at the gas station. It was probably five, probably six, seven deep. Now, I was not driving, by the way. This person wanted to go to Costco because of the discount they get on gas, which is fine. Since that person's not listening, I'm not worried about it. (laughs) But I will tell you, if I got to a gas station and there are six or seven people in line in front of me, I'm going somewhere else. That's just me. I don't need the gas that much. I really don't. (laughs) Nonetheless, on the subject of manhood, This texture says most men communicate during in-person activities. Women talk on the phone all the time. COVID has greatly impacted male activities. So you've made a very brilliant observation. Vince, I'm curious. Are the millennial men more likely to have male friends than the older generations? Love your show every day. Thank you, Barbara. You know, that's an interesting question. I would just, I would give you a mixed answer. I can't speak to this completely. I will tell you that they may have friends, and I may put this in quotes, but I will tell you, younger men are horrible communicators. They're even worse. Communication is just not good. Just saying. And and maybe they do a little better than older generations just in overall social contact in terms of going deep and being transparent and the kinds of things that we were talking about earlier, I seriously doubt it. It's my opinion anyway. Mr. Coakley, if men want to build relationships, join a Bible study. I did. You get to build two relationships at one time. Clever idea. Vince, I'm 25. I have one friend that isn't in my family. I think that study sounds like a load of crack. Stoicism is good and should be practiced, in my opinion. You know, and and I would just say to you, it sounds like you're probably a stoic person. And I want to be very clear here. People have different personalities. And the way this relationship thing is walked out is going to be different for different people. So we're not going to see everybody behaving the same way. That's important that's really important to understand so I would not try to make you anything but who you are I want to be very clear about that it's the reason why people are sharing their sensitive stuff less and less because people don't keep secrets and they gossip I've also had episodes of other sorts at church years ago Almost made me quit church altogether, Jeff. (laughs) Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. In fact, I got a bunch of t-shirts. Dearest Vince, I love you and I'm not afraid to say it. Signed, Anonymous. Well, I love you too. Another person, I love you. And I would love you more when you come around on Trump. (laughs) That's one of my favorite ones. Vince, love you, man. Have a safe and great weekend. (laughs) this is a classic Um, do I have time I'm going to save more of these texts (laughs) as we continue our Friday broadcast stay with us
Back on the broadcast, I promised I would share some more text here, and there really are some good ones here in response to the thing that I shared about manhood. I'm really encouraged by how much reaction I've gotten here. It's really good. Where do we pick up? Vince, love you, man. Have a safe and great weekend. Well, thank you. Vince, I think some people look at the weak-willed men of our time, and their response is to raise their sons to not be emotional. Yeah, that's the wrong response. I think you would agree with this. If you want to know how to raise a man, we need to open our Bibles. Look at Jesus. Great subject today. Look forward to hearing you again. That's Josh out of Greenville. Thank you very much, Josh. So appreciate that. On the economy, things are more expensive now, but this is the country that is so spoiled. Everything is right at their fingertips. They have this sense of entitlement. Yeah. Maybe you didn't grow up poor, Vincent, but I remember on Saturday mornings eating cheese toast for breakfast, a bowl of cereal with water mixed with that can of milk. Hmm. I seem to run out of gas after leaving the store to buy cigarettes. Hashtag priorities. <laughs> Vince, I love what you said about not being a man pleaser. It was the Pharisees who were concerned about pleasing men over pleasing God. Love your show. You like a breath of fresh air. It's Mike out of Inman. Thank you. Very kind of you to say that. Uh, this one really troubled me. Hmm, my goodness. I, you know, I, and, and I'm not just saying this. Because this really does disturb me. It stirs my heart when I encounter people who have had some difficult circumstances. Like this person. Vince, it's difficult to invest in other men. I've shared my issues in the church and am a former worship pastor. I was shunned and never went back again well let me go back to this because there's a message there's a line missing I never went back to this small group I was left to shoulder this on my own I tried several more times with others but I'm now completely disengaged I will never share again that is from T T I hope you do and uh, there's a great book I encourage you to read it's called um, it's called safe people I think this is one of the things that happens so many times in life. We we have a bad experience, and we cut everybody off. It sounds to me like you just need to meet some safe people. Just start with one. Ask the Lord to connect you with a safe person. And, and what I tell people, and when I relate to people all the time, one of the things I never tell anybody is trust me. I tell people, test me. Test me. And you'll figure out whether I'm trustworthy. Vince, friends are overrated, way overrated. That's why I have a dog. Roscoe is always happy to see me. He'll never call me to ask a favor. <laughs> it's Jim out of Eastley. I love that text. That is hilarious. This one's even more serious. Vince, I hate people. I'd rather be around animals. I don't like anyone. I think people are ingrates. I don't want to be this way, but the world is that bad. I understand where you're coming from. 
Millennials' best friends are their smartphones. Boy, is that the truth. I love you about as much as I love Clayton Bixby. Dave Chappelle show. Have a blessed weekend. <laughs> Steve says, love you, man. And yes, you can have my Bud Light. Oh, well, thanks. Appreciate that. What else do we have here? Vince, I've been working. Wanted to catch the last part of your show. My brother in Orlando still doesn't have power. Least temperatures in the 70s. By the way, how is your friend Travis? Hope he's getting better. Have a safe weekend. Love your show. That's from Gigi. I had a lot of friends when I was drinking. Once I quit and gave my life to Christ, now I just have one, which is fine with me. That sounds cool. Uh, interesting you mentioned Travis. <laughs> this is a, And this is a great way to end the text line for today. The only friend you can trust is Jesus Christ. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, isn't he? The one who will never betray you. Never leave you nor forsake you. Remember that. Interesting you bring up Travis because it's a great lead-in to sharing with you about the week that I've had. I think I have time to go into this. Just a couple of minutes here. Uh, it kind of started for me Sunday. I was at Travis's place. I, he had some relatives and friends over for dinner. Really good cook, by the way. That fried chicken, fried okra that is... Another relative made, oh my goodness, this was some good southern home cooking. So I had a great time. Uh, he's recovering, by the way. Speech is getting better from what I'm, I'm able to tell. Last I saw him was on Sunday. So thank you for your prayers. Sunday, I got a text from my sister about some troubling symptoms my mom was experiencing. So uh, fortunately, dinner had already been served. And I had to leave, and I hopped on a plane in about two hours, two hours later, for Kentucky. By the time I arrived, um, they had kind of figured out what was going on with mom. It, it's minor, and something can be addressed with medication, which is very good. She's 91 years old. So this is one of the reasons why I don't, I don't take things lightly. You know, we were concerned about the possibility of COVID, that sort of thing. So I flew there uh, Sunday night. I think it was like an 820 flight. I went over state with a friend 10 minutes from the airport in Lexington. Then 5, 10 a.m., I'm back on a plane to fly back here to Charlotte. <laughs> Can you believe that? And I had to scramble because I was getting ready for a trip to uh, visit uh, hang out with a friend at Myrtle Beach for a couple of days, which I did. Very, very nice trip. I really needed that. I didn't know how much I needed that, but I needed that. Great time on the beach. Some awesome food. One of my favorite meals was the lobster ravioli. Oh, my gosh. At this Italian place, absolutely awesome. Anyway, I am back. <laughs> Stay with us. Here we are in the final stretch of the broadcast on this Friday. And we remind you to uh, be on the lookout for Ian. Hopefully the impact will not be uh, too much here. 
we do remind you that um, we have a strong possibility of some heavy rains, also some winds that may come in and be destructive, and the risk of power outages certainly with us for the next 24 hours or so. So be safe out there. Time for us to take a look at the day in history. How are you doing today, Chris? I'm going very well. I'm trying to uh, stay dry, not to not get caught up in the wind here. Yep, I fully understand. Hopefully we will not get blown away. <laughs> we go all the way back to 1868, and this very popular book by Louisa May Alcott, it was published on this day in 1868. What was it called? Um... Uh, let's find out together, everyone. <laughs> Little Women. Okay. Little Women. I don't know why I remember that, because there was something. I need to remember what that was. For some reason, I knew it was a game or something. 1889. This state was really uh, progressive because it was the very... Wyoming was the first state to do this. Uh, when you keep in mind that the country didn't do this until, what, the 1920s? It has something to do with rights. What, what did they allow for the very first time in 1889? I would, I would be guessing. I would be Women guessing. to vote. Oh. It was the 1920s before uh, this was done nationally. So Wyoming was way, way ahead of the game. Uh, easier questions, probably, to 1927, and this very famous baseball player hit his 60th home run for the season. That's a record that stood until 1961. Who was this famous baseball player? Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth is absolutely correct. And we're staying uh, with the same theme here. This particular game was broadcast on TV for the very, very first time. The Yankees beat the Brooklyn Dodgers 5-3 to three in Game 1. What was this game that was on TV for the first time in 1947? I'll, I'll assume the World Series. The World Series is absolutely correct. 1954, you have, um, you know... I guess steam and other uh, means of powering submarines. But there was one commission in Groton, Connecticut, back in 1954, that was powered by something very different. Understandable in the age we're in now. What was it? What powered this submarine? Nuclear power. Nuclear power. 1954 was the year for that. 1955, this actor... Seems like he had so much going for him. Uh, young guy. I think I already very know popular, who this is. I think killed I in a car wreck yep. while driving to a car race in Salinas, California. Who James, was it? James Dean. It was James Dean who uh, experienced that tragedy. 1955 was the year. One of my favorite shows. I can still watch this. I watched it as a kid. It's still enjoyable now. This was the very first primetime animation show. The Flintstones. The Flintstones. Meet the Flintstones. 1960. Still love that show. My favorites are the episodes with Kazoo. Remember Kazoo, the character? Those are your favorites? Yes. I loved Kazoo. Uh, Kazoo was held up as a 
example of, you know, when desperation, you know, when a show gets like when they add a new kid to the exactly. cast. Exactly. So you're saying this was the uh, what do they call that again? The uh, jump the shark. Yeah. Jumping the shark. Uh, yeah. Oh, I loved Kazoo. That was really cool. 1972. This person notched his 3,000th and final hit of his very short career. I think it was a life that was ended in tragedy as well. Who was this baseball player? Seems, um, seems like I would know. It's not Nothing's coming to mind. 1972. It's Roberto Clemente. Okay. That is his name. And 1982, the premiere of this show, which I still, I don't think I've ever watched. I've seen some episodes. It's the place where everybody knows your name. Cheers. It's Cheers, premiering on the stay in 1982. Um, let's close it out. If my allergies allow, how about this for bargain hunting? Are you one of those bargain hunters, Chris? Do you go to look for stuff at estate sales, things like that? I consider myself more of a treasure hunter. Treasure hunter. Well, that makes sense. Well, get a load of this. A bargain hunter went to an estate sale in Maine to find a KitchenAid mixer, a bookshelf for vintage clothing. He walked away with a 700-year-old treasure. 700-year-old treasure. Instead of a kitchen appliance, Will Sidiri stumbled upon a framed document hanging on a wall. Had elaborate script in Latin, along with musical notes and gold flourishes. A sticker said 1285 A.D. We saw this. It looked medieval. He only paid $75 for this. Academics confirmed this parchment from the Bouvais Missal, used in the Bouvais Cathedral in France. The date, the late 13th century used about 700 years ago in Roman Catholic worship. Do you know how much this thing is worth? Want to take a guess? Uh, how about $10,000? That's pretty amazing. This parchment made of a prayer book and priest liturgy. And uh, I assume, I think, this guy is going to hold on to it for now. No intention of selling it. He loves history, and he loves the story. So... He's telling this to everybody who comes over to visit. It's a neat story, isn't it? That's all the time we have for the broadcast. We thank you very much for joining us. And have yourself a great weekend. Be safe. Be on the lookout for Ian, hopefully, causing no problems for you. God bless you, Lord willing. We're back on Monday. Adios. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 